The following program is presented by the Far East Broadcasting Company because stories of people living out the gospel with their lives inspire all of us. FEBC, taking Christ to the world through radio and new media. Learn more at febc.org. It is your love for the Lord and then how you represent that love and how you, you pass that on to others. And that's the greatest message that anyone can, can attain and, and, and do with their lives. We'll learn about Kingdom Racing and its founder, George Del Canto, on this edition of First Person. Welcome, I'm Wayne Shepherd. We're about to take you into the world of IndyCar racing and hear what God is doing for His glory. These interviews are for the purpose of introducing you to people whose lives have been radically changed and redirected to God's kingdom purposes. Along the way, God equips them to do amazing things in His name, and you'll hear George tell his story in his own words in just a moment. If you would, please take a moment to visit our website for the schedule of upcoming interviews. We're found online at firstpersoninterview.com, and I'd love for you to check it out. The website also contains a complete audio archive of hundreds of previous interviews, which you can listen to at your convenience, firstpersoninterview.com. George Del Canto's love of auto racing began as a boy, attending the Indianapolis 500. He's still racing today and is the founder of Kingdom Racing, an outreach into the fast-paced world of motorsports. We connected online recently, and he began by explaining his mission further. Kingdom Racing's mission is an outreach to deliver God's word through motorsports. And specifically, uh, he put us into the Indianapolis 500, the world's greatest race, uh, on which we competed for uh, over 10 years in a row. Uh, and uh, this uh, mission started, uh, it went from vir- the virtual world to reality uh, in, uh, from 2005 to 2008 when we rolled out the uh, number 22 Hewlett Packard Special driven by Davey Hamilton at the uh, 2008 Indianapolis 500. So in addition to racing, though, there's more to Kingdom Racing because it is an outreach. It's a spiritual ministry. So tell me typically what goes on. Well, we have a number of avenues that we utilize. And the first is that we provide spectators with the stars and the cars uh, to get their attention. Uh, these uh, fans come to a racetrack to, uh, to see the exciting events. So we provide that, them that with our uh, race teams and drivers and um, all the while we are very closely tied to uh, local churches who we work with and also local uh, community groups in which we bring a selected groups of uh, individuals to the racetracks that might be going through a particularly difficult time and uh, we treat them like rock stars for the day we um uh, give give them uh, all access passes, meet and greets, uh, conduct garage tours. Uh, they get to uh, sit in in the cars, uh, talk to the drivers, and hear uh, personal testimonies uh, from individuals uh, within the team and throughout the garages that uh, can give them the encouragement and and deliver the good news yeah. of of Jesus Christ of yeah. the gospel. It's all about the gospel, isn't it? Yes, sir. And it's uh, 
you know, the way, the truth, and and the life. And uh, this is uh, this is the message that we want to convey through this very exciting medium. We'll talk more about Kingdom Racing, but when did motor oil get into your blood, George? Well, I grew up as a as a race fan enthusiast. My my dad used to take me to uh, local racetracks around in and around Chicago, and. Um, in uh, 1964, he took me to the first uh, Indianapolis 500 together, mm-hmm. which we uh, we then went for 10 or 11 years uh, straight. And um, while we were there, he took me out on pit lane at one of the races. I think it was 1965 or 66. And uh, just uh, that was it. I was <laughs> I was smitten uh, walking as a little boy among all those cars and my heroes. <laughs> Yeah, you had no idea what the Lord would bring about in years to come, did you? We'll we'll uh, tell some more of that story in a few minutes. But you, as you grew in an adult, uh, you became a business person. Um, but you were lost, right? You spiritually lost. Yeah. Oh, spiritually, I was not lost. I, I think I just had the wrong God. Oh. Uh, I thought <laughs> yes, I, money money was uh, God. Oh, I see. Okay. And it was your your worth was only. Um, you know, as, as much as what your uh, net equity was, uh, your, your personal value. And uh, as far as my relationships, um, you know, I thought I had many relationships, but they were all just acquaintances. And I was always uh, looking how to uh, make a bigger, better deal and uh, advance myself in the in the corporate world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you did. You became very successful. And then there was a, a big change that happened. Uh, we all know that in those days that the, the name Enron was the company that uh, that turned the business world upside down, didn't it? That's right. Well, you know, it is. God knows, you know, he has a plan. He knows uh, when you're going to have the fall and he's going to be there to, to rescue you. And, um, you know, he saw all of this coming and my, my world collapsed around me in, in just a fortnight. And um, that's when, uh, you know, it brought me to my knees. And uh, that's when I accepted uh, Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Hmm. So even though you weren't in uh, racing at that point, you never lost your love for cars and racing, did you? No, no, never. You know, I, uh, God placed that desire deep in my heart. And uh, I was always watching on TV. I was always, you know, keeping current with who the latest uh, and greatest drivers were and the races upcoming in both, uh, you know, Formula One, IndyCar. Uh, but the Indianapolis 500 route was always the focal point of, of my, mm-hmm. my uh, you know, spectator ambitions. Yeah. So here you are now a follower of Christ and your life has been turned upside down and you've got new priorities in life. You begin this ministry called Kingdom Racing. Yes. And uh, who are some of the people working with you then? There was nobody. It was it was the Lord. Really? It was the Lord and, and George <laughs> <laughs> by themselves in a home office, <laughs> uh, no contacts with the uh, racing world, no money, uh, no experience, no history. And, uh, you know, it was perfect, uh, perfect example of what, uh, you know, God, you know, needs in order to, uh, make something happen is that okay? it's, it is truly a, you know, the spiritual connection and blessing is, is what made it all, uh, all happen. Okay. 
But was Davy Hamilton one of the first men to come along and uh, see this uh, ministry with you? Yes, he was the in the first uh, year of when we came into being in a virtual sense. Uh, he was the first driver that I spoke with that actually made a significant connection and uh, told me that he wanted to, to do, go in uh, with Kingdom Racing for the uh, uh, 2008 Indy 500. Okay, which brings us to that accident that I mentioned earlier. That was Davy's uh, accident. I mean, these cars are going at incredible speeds. Where did the accident happen? And, and tell me a little bit about what happened. Yes, it was in uh, June of 2001 at the Texas Motor Speedway in uh, Dallas-Fort Worth. Uh, Davy was competing in, in the uh, IndyCar series. Uh, he had been uh, the runner-up to the championship the p- two previous years, 2000 and 1999, and he was one of the top guys. He was one of the the uh, the top guns in IndyCar. Uh, he had a um, a possible contract that was to be in, you know, uh, concluded at the end of 2001 with one of the major teams, which now owns the Speedway. Um, and his first name is Roger, <laughs> was the owner of that team. Mm-hmm. But um, he, um, Davey, uh, it was middle of the race. He spun in uh, somebody else's oil that an engine blew. He was doing 220 miles an hour. Uh, caught the uh, rear of the car in front of him and went up into the uh, the catch fence. The catch fence tore off the entire front half of the car leaving his legs exposed and still the car was going 190 miles an hour down the straightaway uh when the car came to a full stop uh davy knew he was in bad trouble he clearly remembers uh praying uh jesus i need you now Mm -hmm. his words um and uh then they were uh evacuating him by helicopter they called ahead in the helicopter saying that there was a possible double amputee coming, uh, coming to the hospital. Oh. And Davy was wondering in his mind, he said, oh, I wonder, somebody else must have been hurt in my wreck. I wonder who it is. And, but it was him. Mm. Anyway, he, um, he went through 22 surgeries over two or three years. And, um, the, you know, his first question was, uh, well, uh, doctor, when, when am I going to be able to drive again? They said, you're not going to be able to walk. And, and he said, Oh no, wait, you don't know. I'm, I'm a race car driver. I am going to walk. You're going to save my legs. I'm going to rehab. And, uh, lo and behold, um, six years later, he walked out onto the, um, Indianapolis motor speedway, uh, uh, and jumped into a car and qualified. Wow, what a story. That's incredible. So here were here are two losers, George financially at about the same time, 2001, and Davey physically, 2001. We're washed out. We have no chance. We've been written off, and we no longer have a purpose. And that's when uh, Jesus comes in and says, hey, just wait a second, guys. Watch this. We're hearing the story of George Del Canto and Kingdom Racing on this edition of First Person. We'll continue in a moment. 
I'm Ed Cannon. The Far East Broadcasting Company partners with First Person because we celebrate the stories of people everywhere who have given their lives to Christ and serve Him. Our broadcasters in 50 countries of the world hear stories every day of people whose lives are transformed by the gospel and who have faithfully been taught God's Word. In addition to First Person, I'm pleased that Wayne and I host a podcast, and we invite you to join us. Listen to Until All Have Heard at febc.org. That's febc.org. My guest is George Del Canto, whose story is told in the book Godspeed, Steering Through Triumph and Tragedy. We'll have information about the book in our program notes at firstpersoninterview.com. Well, there's so much to this story, we will only uh, touch the surface here as, as we talk with George, but so many th- exciting things happened through the years that you knew God was behind this all, didn't you, George? Oh, absolutely. There was no way that it could have been anyone else. Uh, there was imp- an impossible journey if it was not for God. Yeah. Because he took someone that had, again, as I said, no connection, no history, no finances uh, to put something like this together. And uh, lo and behold, here we are going strong 15 years later. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think any of us really realize what it takes to uh, to put uh, not only a team together like that, but to qualify for the Indianapolis 500. That is an incredible achievement. When was the last race that you guys uh, entered in, and uh, qualified for? It was uh, 2019. Now, we haven't been uh, affiliated with a uh, a a team or a car since um, in 20 or 21, largely due to the the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But uh, that was when uh, Sage Karam qualified, out-qualified, in fact, uh, Fernando Alonso in a McLaren-sponsored entry uh, to uh, fill the, the last row of the Indianapolis 500. Such an exciting world to be a part of, I'm sure. But let me talk to you about God in all of this. That's what's most important here. So tell me, what evidence have you seen of God's faithfulness uh, through all these years and all these ups and downs that the the team has experienced? It has to be the message that if it is God's mission, it is going to happen. And what we have to really fight ourselves, our own selves— over is to get out of the way and allow the Lord to accomplish his purpose, uh, which may be beyond what we realize being the here and now. It might be beyond uh, the racetrack or the car achieving. We always get caught up in, okay, we have to call up. We need two tenths more. We're going to be in the second row. Uh, What's our pit strategy? What's our plan for the race? Uh, And we get caught up with these exciting events of our daily lives, but we may miss the true picture. And that is that maybe on the way back from the racetrack, uh, after a disappointing race, that we may have an encounter with a person who may come up to us and say, hey, Kingdom Racing, what's that about? Mm -hmm. And we're able to then there share the message on a personal level with that person. Uh, just the way that Jesus Christ's ministry did over his three years. he Most of his messages were on a person-to-person basis. So we always have to be ready to provide our testimony, and uh, God's going to give us the opportunity um, 
And what this what Kingdom Racing allows is that all of the staff of Kingdom Racing, all of our guests, et cetera, they are all exposed to this great window of spiritual opportunity mm-hmm. to to share God's love uh, with just you know someone that walks up to you, sure, someone that you bump into, someone that you may have some you know sort of contention with on, on the racetrack. Um, and um, and these are the day to day opportunities that that God uh, gives us to to stand up for for His kingdom. Well, I can't imagine a more exciting world than the one of IndyCar racing that you're involved in, George. But at the same time, it's so encouraging to hear you say that's not the most exciting thing in your life. The most exciting thing is what the Lord is doing. Yes, right. That's right. And that's a common theme for everyone in Kingdom Racing. That we realized, I, w- I remember standing on the straightaway uh, during qualifications, pole weekend, with uh, with Davey, and we were cutting laps at 224, and he needed like a 225 to to get into yeah. you know the top five rows. So we were all excited. Yeah, you're you're mentioning these numbers like they're just ordinary numbers, but these are incredible speeds these cars are going at. That's crazy. I know, I know. But this is their this is their life lives. Uh, that this is normal for them. <laughs> and so we're talking about that while cars are screaming down the front straightaway, and. Um, and Davey looks at me and says, George, isn't this exciting? Isn't this fantastic? And I said, yes, Davey. And I turned him around and I had him face the crowd. And there were a big crowd that day, maybe 50,000 people right in the back stands behind us. And I said, Davey, but here's, and that is where the real, real action is for us. Mm-hmm. And that is the truth. That is the truth. Because people see us, we go to the racetracks now, we do have a a footprint and they say hey kingdom racing jesus wins you know or, or they're calling out to us and we're able to greet them but then on a personal level we're, we bump into them uh racing is um uh is a sport where it's 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 all about a big family mm-hmm. so if you have a, a love for auto racing you're a part of this larger family and as such, then you are able to really share some significant moments with individuals. Yeah. Tell me about Miles of Smiles. What is that? Well, Miles of Smiles is the embodiment of our uh, guests and uh, uh, programs that we have where we work with uh, local community or not-for-profit groups where we bring in, for example, veterans or uh, foster care children or a women's center or into just individuals that are having a you know, particularly difficult time in their lives. And uh, we treat them to a, a day of smiles. And uh, you know, we get them a suite, uh, we get them a pass, uh, they accompany us uh, up and down, in and out throughout the, the racetrack on that day and uh, and we listen to their stories and uh we are able then to uh give them our stories our testimonies and uh send with them a, a message of hope which is uh the gospel so yeah. the, and that's miles of smiles is, is named because there was uh our our the founder of miles of smiles tim carey 
he was a big fan of Dan Weldon, who was the former IndyCar champ who lost his life at the Las Vegas Speedway 10 years ago. Uh, 10 years ago, November, in fact. Um, and, and Dan um, used to always have this big smile on it, on his face. He would light up a room. And someone once said, oh, he has just miles of smiles and <laughs> on his face. And, um, and because of him and in his honor, uh, this uh, ministry is, is named after, after him. Yeah. Of course, we mentioned the Indy 500, but that's not the only race you've been involved in and continue to race. There are other uh, events around the country. Do you get outside the country at all with Kingdom Racing? We haven't gotten outside of the country, but we do crisscross the United States pretty well now. We um, we now have our Kingdom Racing is active in several race series. In addition to IndyCar, we do some of the winged sprint car asphalt oh, races. We okay. do sports car races uh, that, that I race in now. Uh, oh. And we do some uh, shorter uh, circle track stock car races uh, everywhere that uh, there's there's uh, racing going on uh, that there's fans up there look there's there's a great hunger now especially in these past two years for for the truth and the light and I think this yeah, our, our opportunity and for likewise for all ministries it's uh, never been greater than, uh, than what we can do to really feed God's sheep and mm. feed ourselves with his word and his love. So there's a tremendous thirst out there, Wayne, and uh, we, uh, we aim to, uh, to do our part next year. Yep. You are a disciple of Jesus Christ, skillfully disguised as a race car driver, huh? <laughs> That's right. There we go. Yes. <laughs> I like what you wrote in your book. A man's life is defined by his work. A man's legacy is defined by his love for God. That really sums up your life, I think, George. It really it really does. Nothing else matters, does it, Wayne? Yeah. It is your love for the Lord and then how you represent that love and how you you pass that on to others. And that's the greatest message that anyone can can attain and and, and do with their lives. Well, it's amazing to hear what God is doing through Kingdom Racing. I noticed that Al Unser Jr. wrote the foreword to the book, and the book is called Godspeed, Steering Through Triumph and Tragedy, George Del Canto. George, thank you so much for telling us your story. We're going to look for you on the track. We're going to, we're going to keep up with, uh, with you zooming around these, uh, these racetracks. Yes, sir. Well, you know, we can uh, be, uh, keep up with us on uh, kingdomracing.net website, of course, Facebook, uh, Instagram, et cetera, et cetera. We're, we're all over the place. And you'll find many of those links at firstpersoninterview.com. Our guest has been George Del Canto, the founder of Kingdom Racing. And there's no doubt what keeps George going. It's the life and purpose that God has given to him. Look for a link to George's book, Godspeed. Go to firstpersoninterview.com. Bringing you these weekly interviews is made possible by the support of the Far East Broadcasting Company, Why? Because the stories of lives changed by Christ are celebrated by all of us. And FEBC also wants you to rejoice at the stories of people turning to Christ wherever its programs are heard. On the website, febc.org, you'll find inspiring stories of people in far corners of the world who are listening and giving their lives to the Lord. We'll tell you more in the podcast until all have heard, which you'll find most everywhere podcasts are heard, and also at febc.org. 
Now, with thanks to my friend and producer, Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepard. Join us next time for First Person.